Welcome to the Crazy Ike Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Teddy. Hope everyone's doing well. Hope everyone enjoyed all the football this weekend. It's such an exciting time this time of year that uh, football's back. And it's August. So, hope no matter where you're listening, thank you for tuning in. So, let's get started. Um, Today's episode, I'm going to go through some notes about the team and then uh, slowly transition to my notes on Omonia versus Ike, the friendly that happened in Cyprus last Friday, which we saw a lot of good things. Um, I was super psyched and I was going to do an episode that night, but didn't get around to it. So let's get started with stuff in the news. Um, first, I want to <clears throat> begin with, I made a couple mistakes. I said a couple mistakes in the last podcast. Um, I don't think Rota... Lazarus Rota is a very good offensive player. I meant to say the opposite. I think he's a pretty decent at the back at defense. Uh, his offensive skills need some fine tuning. Uh, but it looks like, from what I hear from the reports, is that we're gonna try to do something about that right side. I know he put um, Gatsinovic to play in that you know that three five two formation. He was kind of playing that right back role, um, but we'll see what happens with that. Uh, definitely it's a positive that Almeida and management are behind all the players and that, you know, it, it makes a difference when the coach is there for you and vouches for you and has confidence in you and the management has confidence in you. I think that that, that goes for all the players, not just Rota. Um, secondly, I didn't mean that I would never go to another um, soccer game in Greece because of fan violence or take my family I specifically meant go to like a a, a big derby, you know, because we've seen stuff in Oaxaca the past few years. I mean, we saw this in the freaking cup final where we had two sets of fans, tear gas and what have you. Like, you know, that stuff has to stop. But anyways, let's move on. Um, Anavasiadis signed till 2025. He extended his contract. I think that's good. He... um the loan spell away last year obviously did incredible things for him. We saw him in the Champions League and how he played. And that's another note that I want to make is that we have to give players time. It's frustrating. Um, all the reports after and from what I saw in the game against Omonia is, you know, everyone was talking about how slow Mitoglu looked, how he looked out of place, how he was the worst back in the game. And... Um, Greek fans and, and Ike fans in general, we can't have it both ways. We can't want Greek talent to play and to bleed for the fanella, for the jersey, and not expect them to kind of struggle along the way. Um, or at the first sign of struggle, just get on them. I mean, listen, they're, they should know they're professionals. They should know what they're getting themselves into, that you're always opening yourself up to criticism. Um, but I believe in general, we need to give players more time. Uh, but it's, it's like I said before, it's nice to see that everyone kind of has each other's backs. Even Almeida, like I said in the last episode, saying that he basically, the, they were looking at other transfers, but he was okay with the players that we have right now. Um, which is a very, very positive thing. When the manager has your back like that, that's a, that's a big confidence booster in football. Um, let's see here. So, another thing I wanted to get into, and I'm not going to go on a rant today. I know I said in past episodes that I was going to do like a little rant 
but maybe we can call this a mini rant. And of course, our favorite subject, Apple. It's funny how in the first episode I joked around about the season getting underway on time, and now it seems like that's even in jeopardy. And I don't see how team management, and these people are smart, man. These people are very smart. These people own crazy good businesses, Marinakis, uh, Savidis, our owner, Milisani, the Alafuzos. They all are, are extremely good businessmen. I don't understand how they don't see how stuff like this and the, the governing body of Epo in the Super League, how they think all this drawn-out soap opera stuff really helps out the league, because that's what it is. It's like that, this stuff that happens in the Greek League that honestly has turned fans off. There's a large majority of Greek fans that don't follow it anymore because they believe that the league is corrupt. How can you not think that something is corrupt? Of course, now with everything that's going on, everybody thinks that you hear the you hear the things from different fan bases. From our fan base, it's like you hear people saying, "Oh, Kati Mayereva Marinakis," you know, Marinakis doing this because Olympiacos are in are in crap form, and he's doing this to buy time to give the manager new uh, the new manager of Olympiacos more time to build the team to kick off the new season. On the flip side of it, Olympiacos fans and fans are saying, oh, Melisanidis doing this because Melisanidis had the Epo the past couple of years. I mean, that's a freaking joke. If anyone thinks that, then I don't know what to tell you because how does Melisanidis control Epo and we finished fifth last year and out of Europe? That, But that's just me. I digress. Um, how are we not, you know, how are you supposed to take this league seriously? I mean, how are you not supposed to draw these conspiracy theories that come out there? when stuff like this happens, you're already, you're already watching your teams suffer in Europe because we didn't start the season early enough. And now you want to postpone it even more in a year where everything is crammed together. We have to remember that there's a World Cup starting in November and everything's going to be kind of crammed together. So, I mean, like I said, I didn't want to spend too much time on this, but I just think it's, you know, Apple is just ridiculous. And going back to what I was saying about Ike and management, I like the fact that from what they've shown that management is going to have the teams back. Like I said, the Greek Super League is a freaking soap opera. And over the past few years, one of the things that we Ike fans have harped on is that the management hasn't done a lot. The They they don't come out and make statements. You know, Olympiacos and Pauk and stuff, they come out and even make statements about games that doesn't even pertain to their team. Um, and we're we're sitting here like, why doesn't Milisanidi say anything? Why doesn't, or not Milisanidi in, in general, but like the GM or whatever, someone from the team come out and say anything or why when the team is playing and there's a bad call, why doesn't the coach stand up and say something or people off the bench come up and say something? Like that was always a concern of ours. This is going to change because... I think no one on Almeida's staff, especially Carlos Oroya, if you've heard how a little bit of a loose cannon he can be, is going to sit there and take anything. And the, the players need to have that confidence that, okay, everyone's got my back. Like, I'm not going to go out there and be thrown to the wolves, and then no one's going to have my back. Uh, the team really is going to have the players back, and I think that's that's a huge confidence booster, again, for the players. All right, let's move on from that. <laughs> Because I could spend all day talking about Apple, but I'm not going to. 
Um, the game began, and my first concern was Garcia being out of the lineup. But then again, you know, friendlies, you have to take it for what it's worth. Um, that the manager just wants to see different tactics. He wants to see different lineups. He wants to see what's going to work well. Right now, it seems like he's even not even considering uh, Garcia as a winger. He's looking more at Garcia as being kind of that second forward role. And it looks like the formation that he's really sticking with is 3-5-2, which it wouldn't surprise people if he switched it up. But, I mean, now that this is what he's, what he's playing, um, what he's been playing with since he's been here. So the team looked good. The team looked hungry. Uh, they did a lot of good things on the field. I loved the... Um, that pressing style, I feel like is going to give a lot of teams fits in the Super League. I worry about when the competition gets better, how that's going to work. When we're playing Olympiacos or Pauk or Panathinaikos or Hades, you know, one of the top teams in the league, how that's going to work. But we've also seen that defensively, uh, Super League teams are not looking good in Europe right now. But like I said before, this could change in a month. You know, in a month, things can look a lot differently. But I do love how hungry all the players look, how just ready to play they all are. Um, I love the fact that he makes everyone play defense, which I think is a big thing. You know, I saw in a couple of plays that if we take what happened last year, Specifically, let's say the Panathinaikos game or the Ofi game where a player just got the ball and it felt like we made every single player look like freaking Maradona going through the damn defense and scoring that no one stopped them. You know, I know Mandalo came under a lot of heat. I think it was the game against either one of those teams, Ofi or Panathinaikos or Vodos, one of those teams where we had that um, those crappy three games that we lost in the middle of the season. That practically was what ended our season. And you saw Mandela where he didn't foul. He didn't, like, he let the other team go on the break. And that's not happening here. You see that they're having a great time. They're having a, they're having, they're doing great as far as, like, transition defense. I feel like I know that... Mitoglu, as I said before, looked kind of like out of place at times. And yes, he is struggling a little bit, but we don't know. He might be struggling just physically because this has been like a physically demanding um, offseason and offseason preparation that they've had. So transition defense, I think, for the most part, looked good. Of course, other teams are going to have chances. But the biggest thing here, guys, is the fact that this team that was leaking goals defensively was the worst year in Nike's history. A team that was just like you automatically said, okay, we're going to go ahead and at least give one or two goals to the other team because they're going to score one or two goals at least every single game, no matter who it is, no matter if it was freaking La Mia or Olympiacos, it didn't matter. We were leaking goals that so far in this big preparation game against Omonia, we kept clean sheets. And the only goal that was scored was not even a defender's fault. It was a goalkeeper's fault. It was like a blooper by Anastasiadis that he, Anastasiadis, I'm sorry, that he, you know, that goal against um, Utrecht. So I, we see 
things are much improved everywhere. We see how big the improvements are in the midfield. I mean, the midfield is completely different. I know I'm harping on this again. I was harping on it last episode about how good the defense was. And I mean, how good the midfield was. And now I'm going to harp on how good the defense looks so far. And we don't even have our, our main defenders yet. I mean, Khadji Safi is, I feel like he can, you know, along with Vida and maybe Zavellas right now, that might be our starting three uh, backs to start at least against Lamia until we get more signings in. Um, but he looked good in that role. Khadji Safi did. Uh, but, but what about Pineda, guys? I know everybody's been raving about Pineda, and I can't believe in that first episode when I was doing the breakdown of the new signings that I didn't even mention him. I mean, I tweeted out even before the goal. I was like, we're going to fall in love with this guy, and it freaking sucks. It really, really sucks that we didn't get a loan deal with the option to buy because, I mean, you know, Celta did their due diligence, and they knew what they have in this player, even though he wasn't in the plans of the current manager over there, they knew what they have in this player. He's He looks very, very hungry. He just adds that little bit of flair, that little bit of quality that you need, that little bit of, you know, especially in the Super League where things can become stagnant sometimes, where you're trying to find a goal where he could just have one great move and just have one clear-cut chance, and that's it. That's all you need. But he... He looks amazed. He looks poised to, of course, all these players, like I said last week, are all looking, these players that are going to play in the World Cup, or they're are on their current squads, but want to keep a good impression so they can keep their position on the World Cup, because that's a very hard thing to do on a national team. You know, if you disappear off, if Pineda stayed at um, his current team, Celta, this year, and didn't get any play, then obviously that would make the, the Mexican manager say okay well he's not playing so I don't know what what shape he's in and whatnot uh, moving on from that um the one thing that I really really more than anything took away from this game where it just made me so excited I wish like this season started the next day I cannot wait to see this team in regular season action is the movement of the players I really love the fact that nothing was was stagnant. They were constantly, to use a basketball term, like running a motion uh, instead of, you know, I feel like the past few years it's been, for Ike, it's been like, give this player the ball. Last year was give it to Amrabat and see if he can do something and players just stood there. Or give it to Levy Garcia and three places, three player, three other players would be on Levy Garcia and that's it. You would just expect him to freaking pass three or four players and score when that's not going to happen. I loved the the motion. Everybody was always moving and everybody did the same thing. That's what really impressed me in the second half is that players came in. Yeah, you saw the quality go down, but the players were still doing what the coach asks and what the coach is asking of them and what the first most of the first team players were doing in the in the first half, which is very good to see. I cannot stress that enough. I love that movement without the ball because I feel like in a league like the Super League where 95% of the teams are going to park the bus against you and just look to counter, it's going to open up some 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 hallways because you're going to need that. Um, The team still did... <clears throat> 
in that aspect of it because these players haven't played together. You know, their timing was a little off. They're, um, you saw some stuff that, you know, you saw some good passes like that. The timing of the pass to where uh, Mandalos was left alone in front of goal. Um, I think it might have, it was either Pineda or Zuber. I should have taken better notes. That was awesome to see um, the timing. Their timing looks a little off, but that's, I mean, that's to be expected with, uh, with a new team. Now, one thing that I do disagree with, with all the pundits back in Greece, you know, I was listening to different radio stations and different like reporters about everything. One thing I do disagree with them is that I think that this bench has a little bit of depth to it. Maybe not in the defensive side of things, but in the midfield. I mean, we still haven't seen um, Galanopolo back in the lineup. Um, even Franson, who I was making fun of, being like, okay, where's this guy been? But he, I, I feel like he's going to be on the bench. So Almeida's not going to look on the bench and be like, okay, where do I go to next? And some of these offensive players might not be able to be, might not be able to start. So, I mean, the team looked great in the first half, and that was without Garcia or Amrabat. So those are good signs. I feel like... A lot of people were critical about the bench not being deep enough, but I think it's got some depth to it. Of course, we always need, and there's going to be there's going to be more signings. I know people are getting nervous the past few days because of signings, but I also have a lot of time. And unfortunately, like I've said before, this is where being in, out of Europe costs you. That you can't get those players in that want to play, especially maybe younger talent. They want to play in Europe because they want to showcase. I mean, let's call it what it is. The Greek League's not a league where you're going to get a 23 to 30-year-old, let's say, in their prime. It's just not. You're going to get a little bit of a younger player, maybe in their early to mid-20s. You know, the 23 to 25 range, maybe, that's going to use the Greek League as a stepping stone. It's not... You know, you're not going to have this amazing player come and and play. And unfortunately, that's just the way it is. But especially when you take away Europe out of that out of that equation, it just makes it that much more difficult to get players to sign. Um, so I wouldn't be too worried about that. Um, another thing that came out in reports, especially that I was listening to today that I really liked hearing, was that how the team is signing players that make sense for the manager and the team knows what they want to play. I can't stress how many times last year that I heard people say like, Ike doesn't even know what kind of football it's going to play, what kind of formation it's going to play, what kind of play. We were playing so many players out of formation over the past few seasons that it was, it was driving me insane. Um, but now it seems like management is on board and even Panagotis Kone, who's taken a lot of heat over the past few months, since the beginning of the calendar year, since he became, when he, when he was technical director in whatever position he's moved in now, I forget, um, that it started with him and, you know, that the upper management has all this stuff finally kind of coming together is we're going to get players that make sense, that make sense for the current manager, whoever that is, whether it's Almeida in the future, whoever it is, 
it, there used to be a, the mentality that Ike would go out and get the best player. And I mean, that used to be the mentality in, in football period. You get the best player available. And there are conditions where, yeah, you should do that. But for the most part, like if you get a player that, if, if he decides to play a, a 3-5-2, like we said, and you go out and get someone that's strictly the only thing they, they, they got to their game is being a, a defensive left back, what good is that going to do you, um, for example? But it seems like management has changed that tune, and they're looking for players with specific characteristics that Almeida has asked the team to play the the style that he wants to play, which I think that's very good because before we would load up with a ton of players where it became useless because we would try to play people out of position and it was very maddening. So I think there were some good things happening. Um, you know, we still have some stuff to figure out, but overall, I think... Um, want to right track um it's nice to take a step back because this podcast would have been completely different i think if i would have done it that night and i you know during the regular season i probably will come out with episodes on that night or the next day simply because i do like that raw emotional reaction maybe it won't be as long as like a, what i've been aiming for you know 20 minutes to a half hour but maybe like 15 minutes just telling you my initial thoughts because I, I would have been, my voice would have been a lot louder. I would have been so freaking excited. And I mean, I still am very excited to see what this team can do. And I can't wait for the season to start. And it's, and it's funny how um, this season might get delayed now. Like, I don't even give a shit about all the stuff that's going on with Apple. I just want the season to start just so I can see what this team's going to be like. Um, and then again, I want to remind people we need to be patient we need to give this guy time I really feel like Almeida's building something I really feel like we can contend for the league this year whether that's going to happen or not like I said a month from now two months from now things could look completely different I did hear something negative on the radio the other day um, more specifically it wasn't on the radio it was on uh, NOC de Liazir. and if you guys don't know if you guys are good Greek speakers check that show out they have a uh, a YouTube channel, and they do a couple shows. One's called Ike Talk and After Ike. Uh, really, really good shows if you're a Greek speaker and understand good Greek. Very informative as an Ike fan, and I, I really like what the, um, Stavros Kazazolu and that whole crew has done there. And a lot of them are writers for like Ora. Some of them are on uh, Over FM. So check those guys out if you can. But one guy called in and, and uh, he was asking Sabro, he's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Who are we playing first? Who are we playing second? And then he got to the Panathinaikos game and he's like, Almeida's last game is going to be the Panathinaikos game because he just, he still sees stuff as being out of formation and this high press kind of, from what he said, reminded him of how uh, Cardoso, the team with Cardoso was, which I think is odd, which is very, very different. Back then, I didn't have the players to, to play that type, that type of game. And Cardoso did not give us the, the look into the team that the, uh, the, the, the exclusivity the, into the insight into the team. Um, but I get his kind of like, you know, I think 
the most disastrous thing would be right now me getting hyped up about this season and then it being that type of disaster where it's just like we haven't looked good maybe we have a loss a win and like a tie and we go into the Panathinaikos game with four points and then we lose in Panathinaikos and we lose in convincing fashion or something like that which I highly highly doubt is going to happen but I can see where concern like that comes into play and that would be a disaster and I, I have those same fears because come on you know it, it like if I don't want to keep beating a dead horse here, but it's been a rough four years for us Ike fans. So, well, let's hope not. Let's hope we saw good things. I know everyone is excited. Everyone is ready to watch this team play meaningful football. Hopefully the season gets started underway. We're, I mean, looking at it right now, we're like 11 days away from kickoff. Hopefully, fingers crossed, Apple can get their stuff together and the Super League can get their stuff together and we can start our season, um, but, you know, let's be patient. If things do start to go wrong, let's really try to give this management and team manager and the team just time. I really feel like they're going to build something good. All right, guys, so today, that's it for the podcast. I might come out with another podcast this week and talk more about Apple. I had mentioned in my last podcast that I might do that. Uh, we'll see just how the week goes, how much time I have on my hands. If not, maybe I'll come out. Uh, I think we had a friendly coming up. The friendly's not going to be televised, but maybe I can go over some notes and stuff that I hear from Greece, or maybe if something happens over the next few days with any kind of new sightings, signings. Sorry. Uh, let's just see what happens. And uh, of course, please subscribe and rate this podcast so we can get the word out there that I'm not that I'm out here always talking about Ike. I will try to eventually do some research and get, um, talk about the basketball team a little bit. Maybe I might do like basketball specific podcasts. I'm not going to spend as much time on other sports as I am obviously football, but it's kind of hard. It's frustrating with the basketball team because of, and I won't get into specifics. It's kind of hard because, uh, they turn over the roster so much that it's like a completely different team than it was from last year. So I really got to do my my homework and we're, you know, obviously we're a little further away from talking basketball. The biggest thing in basketball right now in Greece is the Ethnic Yomada getting ready for the Euro, which is going to be super exciting. Um, and then uh, also like my Facebook page, Crazy Ike Fan. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Crazy Ike Fan. And I will talk to you guys later. Opus Banda, Forza Ikara.